0: Coach, welcome. No Glenn Ordway, so it's just us yep, today. Yeah. Sorry right, got about that. Hey, just a yeah, you...
1: bunch of stud athletes talking sports, right? <laughs> that's it. Get rid of all the dead weight. <laughs> I guess the first question—I don't know if you heard it in the, in the training—Shaq uh, Mason is that it's been reported by his agent Derek Gilmore that he resigned a five-year deal. Can you discuss that at all?
2: Uh, yeah, I'm not really sure, if, uh, you know, if that's done or not. I know we've been talking to Shaq, but um, hopefully, uh, hopefully it is. Um, he's done a great job for us, and. It's been a real um, good young player on our offensive line, along with David Andrews, and so to be able to get um, you know to keep the continuity there would be great.
1: You know, it, it was, there was a when he first came here from Georgia Tech, there was a stat that I looked up as far as um, maybe, obviously Georgia Tech, Paul Johnson, they're just running the ball every every single down, and he had the, the Patriots had more pass plays in one <laughs> game than he had the entire year before he came out. I was just curious, like how that. How do you identify that guy that she used to put his hand down, leaning heavily on and run blocking to translate that into an NFL guard? Like how difficult is that? And what did you see him in him while you guys were scouting him to make you believe that he was capable of doing what he's doing now?
2: Yeah, no, that's a good question because the systems are, are completely different. But uh, I'd say when we drafted Shaq, we felt like we were getting an elite run blocker uh, who had never passed protected. It's just a question of teaching him that. And, How quick would he be able to learn it and how would he be able to do it and so forth but as a run blocker he he was outstanding he could get movement he could run pull uh in space um had very good balance so uh we felt you know great about his run blocking and just they have to work on the pass protection based on the workouts and kind of his overall uh movement and that we could see uh, we felt like he'd be a good guy to work with and i'd say he picked it up quicker than we anticipated
0: i'm sure it's good to see him back on that field today sony michelle both of them on the field.
2: Yeah, we got a few guys back today, so uh, I think we're, we're getting healthier. So um, it's always good to see the players come back, you bet.
0: So I, I want to go back to Friday night, and, and I don't know if, um, how it, if it's predetermined or not, like the use of maybe Brady in the first team, because there's only three drives in that first half. So when you look at the first half, you say, I'm not really sure what you saw because they weren't in the field that much. Was that predetermined to play a half, or we just wanted to see how the game went?
2: Yeah, there's always a little bit of seeing how it goes. Um, That was an unusual game. We only had the ball for one minute in the first quarter offensively, and they had it for 14. So it was a big imbalance there. Um, So we uh, got to halftime, and there were other players that we wanted to see in in multiple positions, so we made some substitutions. But uh, you always have to adjust a little bit on the fly in those preseason games. If uh, one of your units is out more than the other, uh, then you have to just try to figure out how how you wanted to – play at the last three quarters or half or whatever's left.
0: Does he push you at all at halftime? Because I know sometimes you like, the you know, start of the third quarter is important to you guys coming out of at halftime. Does he push you at half and say, nah, just give me this drive at all? Never,
2: no, I mean, really, preseason is, is a time that the coaches have to be very organized on the personnel. It's not just changing one person. You have multiple people, uh, not just on the offense, uh, but also in the kicking game, and then you have different groupings on offense. You have a subgrouping, you have a goal line grouping the same thing on defense you you might have regular defense but then you have your third down defense you have short yardage defense and you have to integrate all that in with the kicking game so uh you know we don't want to make substitutions that make it difficult for players to handle roles that would be uh, maybe not conducive to us seeing their best performance so we try to manage all that together so it's not too much from the players we really try to Handle that as a coach on the coaching staff and get what we feel like the player look, every player might want more or or might want a little bit differently. We have to try to manage the entire team and do the best we can with that.
1: So um Eric Decker announced his retirement today. I think it was today. Was it today? Oh last night. Okay, last night. Um did he just come to you and just say, you know, I've I've had enough, thank you for the opportunity. How does that usually work?
2: Uh, well, each situation is different, but uh, in Eric's case, um, Eric's had a had a great career. We have a, a good relationship, go back a long way with him, back to Minnesota. In the draft process, of course, Josh drafted him, so he you know, had him from Denver, and uh, we've talked to him at other points in free agency, and and uh, uh, you know, I think he you know he, he made the decision that uh, all football players eventually make, and uh, uh, we respect that and understand that, and, and wish him well, and and uh, you know he. We all try to make it work out. It just didn't didn't work out. Um, but that's uh, that's football. We've all seen that before. But Eric had a great career. He came in, you know, gave us his best, did a good job, and um, so we'll just have to move on.
1: You know, Brady earlier today talked about uh, how being a receiver in this offense is like a almost like a master's degree, well, graduate program, graduate, graduate you program. You know, as far as just everything that goes into it, and. You know, I've seen like, you know, the older receivers come in, and some guys like, will, will, are willing to adjust and improvise and maybe take a lesser role, and, or maybe some guys had an easier system with maybe a less demanding quarterback, and the transition just doesn't work. And I think maybe sometimes that forces that decision to retire, to retire you know, a little quicker than maybe they'd want to. What are there, the three most, or if there's three, maybe criteria when you guys look at a, a receiver? Like what are the most important things? Like, you can rank them or in no particular order. That's his favorite thing.
2: <laughs> well, the the two most important things for a receiver are to get open and catch the ball. So, without that, there's not really much to talk about.
1: But is it, is it, that's just, because I would say most guys, if you're a receiver in the NFL, you should be able to catch the ball. Um,
2: well, uh, look, if you can't do those two things, then you can't help us in the passing game. We all have different skills. Some guys are fast, some guys are quick, some guys are savvy route runners, some guys have great size. Um, there are a lot of different ways to get open, um, but you have to be able to at some point create separation and get open, and then make tough catches. I mean, this isn't—you're uh, you know, not going to stand out there and fair catch the ball in this league. You're going to have guys hanging all over you on third down, and in a red area and tight coverage, and being able to come up with those balls, or that's that's what makes receivers
1: receivers. Have you ever had a guy come to you and say he wanted to retire, and you actually try to talk him out of it, and, and were successful at it? well i've i've had a
2: lot of situations through the course of my career with players in different uh situations of you know thoughts of playing not playing and so forth injuries and what have you so um i've had quite a few um and each player's different each situation's different and um if they ask for my opinion i i'll give it to them and we talk about it um you know there's usually a lot of pros and cons on both sides If it's clear cut then Probably the player wouldn't have even been here in the first place, wouldn't even come to camp if he was sure he wasn't going to play. Uh, So there's usually a little bit of a conversation, if you will. But, uh, you know, in this case, it's just um – Eric's decision, and, and again, we respect it. You know, we hear Tom talk a lot about receivers and that word trust, and, and a
0: lot of the fans, I think, that watched that game on Friday night, one of the guys that stood out, I thought, was Dorset. Dorsett. And it, there was no that fourth down play that he went to. I think there was another one where the play sort of scrambled out, and he sort of broke off his route, whatever, to get open. That was Is that something you've been looking for and kind of expected out of him this year?
2: Well, uh, I think uh, Tom really hit it on the head. That's what it comes down to is there are points in the game where um, – whether it's a third down play, a red area play, a, a loose scramble play, an extended play, or just uh, a regular play where the quarterback has to trust a receiver to do the right thing. And uh, the receiver has to trust the quarterback to put the ball in the right spot. And when that happens, then that that solidifies that relationship. And if you do it again and again and again, and, and that that's how you, you build that. So it uh, doesn't happen in one play. It doesn't happen in one game. But over a course of time, it can build in positive direction. And uh, that's what the receiver wants because he wants the ball, and that's what the quarterback wants because he wants to have a guy he can trust to throw it to. So um, everybody's working hard to get that, but the only way you really do it is by doing it over and over again on the practice field and in game conditions so that uh, everybody has confidence in each other.
0: In year two, obviously selling a little bit more for him. In this offense
2: yeah yeah absolutely yeah it, it, no question and uh and Phil's done a good job he he's a very smart uh, kid he has good football understands football concepts he can play multiple positions um, at X and Z you know outside inside things like that has has a good uh, variety of routes he can run uh, but it's as always it comes back to the timing and chemistry of the quarterback
0: so I've heard the, I' heard that think Dwayne allen was talking about early in camp two year two knowing one what to expect and Philip has talked about it as well does that year two thing kind of make it difficult for you to let's just say for example hypothetical there's say free agents out there that are very good wide receivers (laughs) to come in here this time of year to kind of grasp this offense knowing you don't have that year two when you're really going to kind of grasp it if it's just going to be a one-year kind of rental situation does that make it difficult to see a guy fit in
2: yeah well again the, the the time on a player's contract is um a factor, but th- we re-sign a lot of players. We have a lot of players whose uh, contract is up, or will be up, or has been up, and they've continued to play for us. We have a number of those players, so um, it's you know I wouldn't say it's not a factor, but at the same time, if we feel like if we bring a player in um, and it goes well, that that we'll try to keep him, and hopefully he'll want to stay here. So um, I wouldn't say that's an overriding thought. It, Obviously, when you bring a player in during the season or at the beginning of the season, you want to have a role for him that he can contribute in this year. And so that's that's the most important thing. But we wouldn't rule out uh, trying to extend or, or keep players. So, I mean, we, we do that plenty of times.
1: How active are you guys going to be from, I guess, the last games on Thursday, if Final Cups come around yet? Are there other guys out there that you're focusing on to try and fill certain roles? Because we keep focusing on the receiver core based on the guys that were here, the Jordan Matthews the Kenny Brits, now Eric Decker and Malcolm Mitchell, Malcolm Mitchell. I mean, so it seems kind of light um, and there's some veterans there. Um, is that a priority for you guys to find one more guy? Or do you feel like you have enough young talent there to get you through, especially with Edelman being gone the first four weeks?
2: Right. Well, we evaluate all positions, uh, Christian. We can't uh, determine uh, where there are in our players. And uh, we, we, we evaluate the positions, the players, if they're available. People call and ask about our players. That's part of this time of year. Uh, I'd say this week, next week, up until uh, Saturday or whenever it is, whenever the last cut is, uh, that that's a period of time where there's a lot of conversation, and, and there's, there'll be a lot of player movement. Uh, there'll be some this week, but then there'll be a lot more next week uh, where approximately 1,300 players will get involved and <laughs> in, be involved in some kind of transaction, uh, waived or reserve list or... Injured list or what have you. So uh, that's a lot of that's a lot of activity, um, and so teams toss names around in various capacities. Uh, but it's not necessarily a a position thing. It I mean it could be, but it also could not be, and um, that, that would just depend on the team that we're talking to, or or if they're talking about one of our players or draft choices or whatever it might be. Um, there's a lot more talk than there is action at this time of year, but um we've made uh, roster moves before and if the right one comes we'd do it again so we'll just we'll see how it goes I don't know is, you
1: know you said 1300 players is it kind of like like when when the draft is going on you get to the later rounds and the last round and there's a lot of free agents available I know there's a lot of phone calls being made to all those guys that didn't get drafted and they may have three or four guys calling them and they're trying to figure out okay where should I go where's the best fit who's giving me the most money is that a similar situation when all those guys are cut like just just going crazy on the phones?
2: Well, uh no, no because the it this is a process unlike free agency with the draft choices where you can recruit players. Um there's a claiming procedure in place here. So all the players that are released go on the waiver wire and um depending on where you are on the claiming ladder if if you're behind a bunch of other teams and you claim a guy you might not get him anyway. So uh, that's it's a different process I, I would say of the players that are going to be released um, uh, let's call it 80 85 percent of it we i'd say we probably could tell who those guys are and then there's another group of players that it's you know down to this guy or that guy or um, here's five guys two of them are gonna make it three of them probably won't be on the roster there might be a surprise here or there that we don't anticipate but for the most part um, we can usually have a pretty good idea of where the roster decisions are coming. So we're not looking at every single player that gets released. There are a lot of players that will be released that probably won't play much football Mm -hmm. after this year. Um, But there will be a chunk of players that are, and they'll go to practice squads. uh, And there will be some other players, like, I don't know, usually in the range of 30 or 35 players that will be claimed by another team. So let's call it about one a team, even though some teams will have two, some will have none. But, uh, you know, it will be some in a range of 30 players that will be claimed on the final cut and uh and then there'll be another group of players that'll either go to a practice squad or uh if they're not practice squad eligible will be available and so it's it's not 1300 that we're looking at it's you know probably i don't know 50 to 100 that mm-hmm. will are, are realistic in some capacity
0: so with me my background utility right like versatility got me to the big leagues kept me there got me in the games is that the reason why you throw a guy like jason mccourty at safety just to kind of – the more he can do, the more he can help and he can play? Because I thought that yeah. was interesting. I he's never played safety before, I don't think, in his career, right?
2: That's right. Um, yeah, so it, exactly. As we get to the 45-man active roster, um, we'll have to – 46-man, sorry. The 46-man active roster, we'll have to have uh, depth at every position. So either one of our starters would have to move to another position or a backup would have to play multiple positions, whether it be on the offensive line or – um linebacker, defensive back, receiver. And then, of course, you have in the kicking game another 66 spots on the kicking game that have to be filled, uh, right, on each kickoff, kickoff, return, punt, punt, return, field goal, field goal, block, that's 66. And somebody has to back them up, too. Mm-hmm. So um, when you carry 46 guys, I mean, we're you're, you're double-dipping here uh, in multiple cases, at least as backups. Um, so uh, that's, you know, the, to have your depth to be able to do that, which, uh, it, you know, not saying we want we're not trying to move players from positions but uh, if you get into the regular season or you get into to a game where you you know you you need somebody to to help support another position um, if they have a little bit of background in it and they've done it before um, sometimes that helps you make that make that move or look sometimes it doesn't go well then at least you and the player know well this really is not um, this player isn't doesn't have the versatility to do that for whatever reason, and let's leave him where he is and and find that fill that role with somebody else. So a couple weeks ago, coach, when we first sat down with you, I asked you um, about the role of Alex Guerrero,
0: and you said that he wasn't part of the organization. You didn't want to get into it. That's right. Uh, today, I thought you said something about you didn't want to get into members of your staff and their responsibilities. So not, I wonder if well, you could clarify.
2: Yeah, no, he's not a member of the organization. He he uh, is it works at TV twelve. I think we're all aware of that. Mm-hmm we have people on our on our in our uh, traveling party some are in the organization most are uh and some aren't we have people in various capacities that work with us on game day um and again that's that i mean every team has that you know so we have that too
1: yeah i wanted to say is it um i want to say there was a chiropractor or something like that that used to travel that wasn't part of the organization so that so is that that type of similar situation? Yeah. Well, to again, say? you
2: need you know you need some extra people on game day in a video department, um, as you mentioned. Other there could be especially uh, people in medical staff, uh, security, and so forth. So you know we have other people that are not. Um, some are full time. Some are let's again call it game day type employees uh, because of just a higher demand in certain areas on game day.
0: So. And I know this is probably the last thing you care about, right? And I think we've talked about it before, but are you surprised how much attention this guy has gotten kind of in this area, the fan base?
2: Uh, who are you talking about? Alex.
0: As far as the discussion yeah, of what I his mean, role yeah, is. Yeah, and in all honesty,
2: I, I mean, I, I don't honestly, I don't listen to this show a lot. So it's a
1: good with show. all due respect, um, <laughs> I don't really know what you guys Christian's talk about. <laughs> I mean,
2: I'm, I'm sure that there's a lot of talk about the Red Sox. Uh, oh, there, there is. Be. Right, we try uh,
1: to keep it to a minimum, though. We'll, we'll so, get to it.
2: um <laughs> Yeah, but uh, I mean, <clears throat> look, you ask the questions, I'll give you the answers. I mean, I, I can't I don't I don't really control what the conversation is on these shows. That's your job, so I'll leave that to you. Tough week this week with the cuts. It's probably never easy for you as long as you've been in this league. Yeah, well, there's a lot going on this week. There's there's some personnel things. Um there's the Giants. Uh there are guys that are um you know, are still going to get a look at uh and we'll get a look at them playing against another obviously good team of the Giants and uh, whether that's uh, practice squad roles or roster spots or or what have you, and uh, you know trying to get the jump on uh, obviously Houston uh, in the opener, so um, there there are a number of things going on here. We'll just have to and, and meaning the, do cuts, the best. Talking to these kids, yeah, no, true, sure, yeah, that's here. hard. Yeah, of course, guy comes in and, yeah. and uh, you know does everything he asks him to do, plays as hard and practices as hard as he can, and um, and we can't keep him on the team. Uh, so that we start off with ninety, we go to fifty-three, so that's 37 players on every every team uh that are going to hear that in one way or another so um yeah that that's definitely the hardest part of the job it's i know we're affecting lives and families and and guys who have given their very best um at the same time that's what we all sign up for when we come into this league and uh and i've been on that list myself a few times Uh, so it was baltimore detroit uh date cleveland uh the Patriots Mm -hmm. so you know we we've all been been in this business we've been down that road it's it's a tough part of the business but um again this is what we signed up for and we signed up for professional football
1: I just want to go back real quick to the uh Jason McCourty playing safety Uh, a couple years ago you guys uh played against New Orleans and you moved Devin to corner and I want to say that was Brandon Cooks had a big game and that it was a preseason game I'm just paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly what Devin said, but it was something to the effect that, like, oh, I hope this never happens again. Um, was that a similar response? Or did you have a similar response with with Jason after put moving him to to safety for that for the one game? Uh,
2: no, no. Um, and again, I, I'm not sure about the context in which uh, the other comments were made. That you reference, but I mean, look, our players uh, to the man have always uh, been very. Um, receptive to doing what's best for the team, and whether that was uh, Troy Brown or uh, Julian Edelman um, playing defense, um, and Mike Vrabel playing offense, and guys well, playing in mean, the that kicking was game. Probably your worst decision. And, you know, ever. I mean, you know, using, he wanted more touches. Ty Law, <laughs> <a tie laughs> <log>, Lawyer <laughs> Malloy on punt returns, and uh, so forth. I mean, you know, look, this—you've been there. I mean, guys do what they need to do, and however they can help the team, and uh, it may not always be the ideal situation for them, but they, they see a need for the team and how to help the team and they want to be part of that. So, um, I can't ever remember a player that, that hasn't, you know, been receptive to doing that again, might not be their first choice, but they understand a need for the team and, and they're more than willing to do it. So, um, yeah, until we run into something other than that, we'll we'll go with that. All right, all
1: right coach. Listen. Uh, oh, you got no, no, go no. To this is oh, Yeah, I yeah. forgot about this one. So you got one more I question. Was about to Let you go. But you know. <laughs> all right. So we're gonna wrap things up with our Mercedes Benz Drive of the Week. Uh, so, coach, what would you think was the best drive of uh, the last game against Carolina Panthers?
2: Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the Carolina drive to open the game, eighteen plays, was. Uh, <laughs> uh, but you know we stopped him and held him to a field goal. That was a big stop. Um, so. Uh, I don't know. We didn't have a lot of great drives. Can speaks to it? Right. Yeah, it's always
0: this week. We'll get a couple. We three last week, right? Yeah. So we'll yeah. borrow one from a couple there weeks back, go. and we we'll use it this right. week. That's good. That's Sold. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Coach. Good all luck right, this week, and we'll talk to you uh, next week. Get ready for the uh, game one, week one. Sounds good. All right. All right thanks, it.
2: Christian. Appreciate it.
0: All right. It's Bill Belichick, OMF. We'll continue right after this.